and welcome to the one-on-one Diabetes Care Podcast program, looking at different type 2 personalities, different coping styles, different supporting roles, switching hats in type 2 care. In each episode, you will hear from various experts across the diabetes care space in Canada to bring you perspectives, real-life patient scenarios, and tools on how to tailor behavioral support strategies based on the different personalities and coping styles of people with type 2 diabetes. Welcome to this podcast, Uncovering the Type 2 Striver, a deeper dive into their self-management behaviors and adapting your supporting roles for their individualized care. I'm Maureen Clement, Clinical Assistant Professor in the Department of Family Practice, University of British Columbia. I'm a primary care physician with a diabetes consulting practice. Here is the question. Think about your patients with type 2 diabetes who are very capable of self-managing. Do you tend to have fewer concerns about them than the patients who appear to be less capable? These are the folks who never miss their appointments, come in with their glucose books or their printouts, their list of medications, always organized, on time. You're happy to see their names on your day sheet. You look forward to seeing them. You don't necessarily see them as patients that need much in the way of support. However, despite strivers being very capable self-managers, They still may have barriers and challenges in self-managing this sometimes very onerous chronic disease that stares them in the face day in and day out. Even with this patient archetype, the power of supporting them shouldn't be underestimated. This fourth podcast aims to provide practical applications of the striver's coping style and tailored supporting role for the diabetes team for this patient archetype. This will be done through a real life anecdotes of a striver case who is my patient. It's important to remember personality archetypes, though helpful, is only one aspect to consider in supporting people with diabetes. This is a podcast that will focus on personality coping style of the striver. There are, of course, other factors when it comes to supporting self-management, such as social determinants of health. Can the patient afford their meds? Do they have food security? These won't be discussed in this podcast, but are always need to be considered. The other consideration when thinking about personality archetypes is that personality is something that reveals itself over time. You may not know which archetype best fits your patient on an initial visit. However, this is why those in primary care or those that have an ongoing relationship with the patient are well positioned to use these archetype ideas to tailor supporting care. Right, so now, how do we recognize a striver? Pretty soon, I'm going to tell you about Harold, a striver from my practice. How did I recognize him? Typically, a striver is a task-oriented and a goal-seeking individual. As mentioned previously, you usually look forward to seeing these patients. 
they always show up, they're motivated, organized, and proactive about their care. Typically, they accept their diagnosis. They view the disease with a sense of urgency. They understand the long-term consequences of poor control, and they're motivated to live a healthy, long life. Most of all, they need to feel in control of their diabetes. They tend to get distressed when there are swings in their blood sugar, so they usually lead a fairly routine life. Looking at their five pillars of self-management, they make eating healthily a priority. They generally try to be active, if not in a fairly regimented way. They don't miss their medications. They check their blood sugar as recommended. In terms of their mental health, they are largely driven by their self-image. In other words, they try to be the best version of themselves. They tend to have a constant concern about their diagnosis and the efficacy of their treatment. They don't tend to share their concerns and generally have a minimal support network. So you're thinking, all right, this person has it all together. I wish all my patients were like this. What support can I give? Okay, so now we're going to meet Harold. We'll look at how I identified him as a striver, what his five self-management pillars look like, and how the diabetes team tailored our roles to best support him based on his striver personality archetype. Harold is a 67-year-old man, married, retired engineer. I had also looked after his father, who had had diabetes and who had passed away with a stroke. And I had also looked after his daughter, who had had gestational diabetes. He had had type 2 diabetes for about 15 years. He would be what I would call a low-producing uh, type 2 diabetes, so he didn't make much insulin and was quite sensitive to it. He was on metformin and basal insulin. He was slim with a BMI in the low normal range. His daughter, whom I'd looked after in pregnancy, had used insulin, and Harold felt that if insulin was effective and safe in pregnancy, then it must be good for him. He had tried other orals and injectables, and generally they hadn't been effective. He had been someone who had been quite eager to start on basal insulin, and he was pretty happy with his routine. He almost always had an A1C at target. He was pretty easy to identify as a striver. He was motivated. Every visit he would show up with a spreadsheet of his blood sugars. In fact, I recall when he switched meter types, he did a test on both meters for an entire week and charted them to show me. He also needed a lot of reassurance that it was okay that the readings weren't exactly the same. He often brought in articles that he had found on new treatments. He never complained about the work of diabetes. He never skipped taking his meds. He followed an exceptionally healthy meal plan. He exercised regularly and kept count of his steps with a Fitbit. Although he was on a fairly low dose of insulin and he would increase his basal insulin when necessary, 
He often talked about how if he could just weigh less, he wouldn't need it, maybe. He had read that an A1C of 6.5% was ideal, and if his A1C was 6.6%, he would be anxious and somewhat hard on himself. He didn't have much in the way of a support group. He didn't share his diagnosis with his friends that he rode biked with. As is typical for a striver, he took his diabetes seriously. He was motivated by the thought of preventing long-term complications. He was concerned about having a stroke like his father who had had diabetes. He was not reassured by the fact that his father had been a heavy smoker and that Harold himself had very good control of all his risk factors. He worried that if he had any high sugars, he would be at risk of having a stroke. So you can see that Harold ticked all the boxes of a striver. The first few times I saw him, he seemed like the ideal patient. I didn't think there was much I or the team could do to support him. But as I got to know him, I could see his struggles. In episode one of this podcast series, Dr. Vallis discussed the supporting roles the diabetes care provider could play. The investigator, the coach, the counselor, reinforcer, and advocate. How the roles are used to help the person with diabetes would depend on their coping style. For strivers, they can be helped most by adopting a counselor role, followed by a coach, then reinforcer, advocate, an investigator. Undertaking these supporting roles would be well within the scope of your expertise. If, however, you feel psychological issues are beyond this scope, you can always refer to a relevant specialist. In the interest of time for this episode, I will share my insight of how I approach the counselor and coach role for Harold. You can consult the one-on-one -on -one care website for more information on the other supporting roles. So the role of the counselor is to listen and support the patient's mental, emotional, and educational needs. With Harold, you had to listen very carefully, sometimes to what he said, but also what he didn't say. He certainly was a worrier and often needed reassurance that he was doing things right. He mentioned one day that he no longer walked to pick his granddaughter up from school and walk her back to her mum's. He used to really enjoy this. On asking him why he had stopped doing this, he shared that he was worried about his higher sugars after breakfast. Remember now that he is goal-driven and also worried that even a few high sugars would cause him to have a stroke like his father. So his self-management of these highs was to raise his basal insulin and to eat fewer carbs at breakfast and walk extra after breakfast. The consequence of this was that he was having low sugars after lunch, just when he was about to pick up his granddaughter. In fact, one day he had a low and was temporarily slightly confused before treating the low. He hadn't tested, as he didn't want to do this in public. He didn't share this information with anyone. He didn't want his wife or his daughter to worry. He was ashamed that it had actually happened. For someone who prides himself in being in control, this was not control. So he stopped picking her up and walking her home from school. 
He didn't record most of his lows, nor tell his diabetes team about them, as he felt that they should be something he should be able to fix himself. And besides, he really only worried about the highs. So playing the role of counselor and noting that Harold was anxious about his high sugars, and by listening to his sadness about no longer walking home with his granddaughter, his striver personality that led to this self-management approach that was causing his hypoglycemia was discovered. Next comes the role of the coach. This is to create a plan and provide the patient skills and tools to achieve the goals. Since the striver is goal-focused, this is an easier role and more straightforward than the counselor role. Given a new goal, that is, an A1C at target without low glucose and without removing calories at breakfast, he was keen to achieve this. He just needed a clear and certain plan. For another health reason, Harold was on a small dose of steroids and so had a dawn phenomenon and a rise of blood sugars from 7 a.m. to almost 3 p.m. What he needed was to reduce his basal insulin and add a small dose of rapid insulin at breakfast and then have a snack after lunch, especially the days before his walk with his granddaughter, to achieve a target blood glucose post-breakfast and not have lows in the afternoon. He saw the dietitian and became very adept at carb counting so he could be less rigid about his breakfast and adjust his rapid insulin accordingly. His A1C remained at target he stopped having lows in the afternoon. He was also given some information about other technologies to help his blood glucose monitoring and record his glucose results so that it would be less visible. He was also encouraged to share the possibility of a low blood sugar with his daughter and his wife and some of the men he cycled with so they could help him if this was required. Overall, this led to much less anxiety for him to participate in activities. Over time, his A1C has remained a target. He doesn't have hypoglycemia. He walks his granddaughter home. He feels less stressed and is enjoying life a bit more as he once again feels control of his diabetes. So to review this podcast, strivers are those patients that you generally enjoy seeing as they seem to have it all together. They are typically high achievers who follow a pretty regimented approach to their diabetes management. It is, however, perhaps easy to not realize that they are in need of support. As a diabetes care provider, you can help strivers first and foremost as a counselor. You may have to listen very carefully to what they say and also what they don't say. You may notice their stress and anxiety and seek out the cause. Then, act as a coach to help develop a practical plan. As well, although I didn't go into detail with Harold, your other roles are that of reinforcer. You can do this by encouraging the positive aspects of their self-management. And for the striver archetype, this is easy, as there are many. There's the role of advocate. Ensure they have access to relevant resources and support programs. In Harold's case, it was helpful to give him resources on carb counting. And finally, investigator, to uncover reasons towards their self-management approach. 
Remember, they are often motivated to avoid long-term complications, as it was in Harold's case, to avoid having a stroke like his father. Finally, I invite you to listen to other episodes in this series, which highlight two other patient archetypes, as well as the theory behind these coping styles. You can also consult the one-on-one -on -one care website for more information about topics in this episode. For more information, to complete the one-on-one -on -one care self-learning program or to access a variety of practical resources, please visit www.oneononecare.ca.